0: We're talking about manure. We're talking about manure as a crop input. We're talking about animal livestock product that we used to frankly treat like crap. And we have learned if you treat a little bit better, it treats you better.
1: Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where you get a guaranteed return on investment of your time as we cut your learning curve with the information you can apply to your farming operation immediately. Extreme Ag, we've already made the mistakes so you don't have to. Managing your farm's water resources is a critical component to a successful and sustainable farming operation. Advanced Drainage Systems helps farmers just like you increase their yields up to 30% with their technologically advanced water management products. Visit ADSPipe.com to see how they can keep your business flowing. Now, here's your host, Damian Mason.
0: Hey there, welcome to another fantastic episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. It's me, Damian Mason, now with a great guest you're going to learn a lot from. His name is Dave Kaltenberg. He's the director of Midwest Sales and a sales director globally for a a product called Triune. With elevated fertility prices, even issues of availability now heading into 2023, Mississippi River being dry, barge traffic halted, potential rail strike, Maybe you can't even get your hands on the fertilizer you need. It makes manure all that much more valuable. And I want to talk about all things manure as a crop input today with Dave Kaltenberg. Welcome, my friend, for being here. And I appreciate you sharing your knowledge.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay. So at Ag PhD, I interviewed uh, Temple Rhodes, one of our extreme ag guys, and Brian, who is uh, with your company. And he referenced uh, somebody within the company that was, uh, take it the right way the shit specialist and that was you so now imagine the great honor of being able to have you on here uh you're the first shit specialist we've ever had on extreme Ags, cutting the curve um did we used to treat our manure like crap and now we finally are starting to realize as a crop input regenerative ag all these kinds of things just organic matter soil health it's like wow we really need to use this stuff better
2: well, the whole whole problem with the uh, the manure and any waste products is that everybody considers them as truly a waste or a hazardous material, and and so forth. It's got a lot of issues with it. It stinks. It's you know got a lot of uh, organisms in it. Uh, can have uh, traces of uh, disinfectants as well. But yes, we we basically looked at manure as something that could could really go away and not be utilized on the farm and guys are finally seeing that uh, manure has a lot of advantages in the
0: fields to the crops and so forth yeah it was always something to get rid of and uh now we're saying wait a minute yeah we do have to get rid of it from the livestock facilities but a bunch of the people that are extreme ag followers aren't really livestock people they're crop real crop people and they're now saying hey can i get my hands on some of that so um now we are starting to realize its value yes
2: yes the the interesting part is that uh a lot of the dairies and everybody that has excessive amount of manure but i don't know a farmer that will ever turn down a free manure application on their fields or anything like that we've gone from it being free to now actually a commodity that farmers can actually sell or and so forth for the nutrients i know a lot of large dairies will swap manure as a fertilizer substitute to commercial fertilizers. And quite honestly, it's, it's much better for the soils than uh, commercial fertilizer is as far as salts and, and other avenues of, of and mineralization and everything in the soil.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's one of the reasons I rent my farmland to a large scale dairy operation. And one of the reasons I went with them was I wanted alfalfa because it's good for the ground. Uh, and we had a little bit of uh, erosion issues on a couple of the uh, acres but also I wanted that manure. Tell me what we know now that we didn't know 20 years ago or 30 years ago or 50 years ago or even 10 years ago about manure. Now, all manure is not created equal, hog, chicken, dairy, whatever. Just some things that you see now or that are in the discussion now that weren't as it relates to soil and soil health.
2: Well, the interesting part is that when we put manure out there, Yes, in 50, 40, 30 years ago, we didn't consider it as a, a real viable product. Um, we saw it more as a haste or a waste and, and an issue to get rid of it. But uh, the interesting part is now we've done the research on it that we know what its nutrients are. We know that the nutrients are you know like a nitrogen. You got ammonium, ammonia, nitrates, and nitrites. We now know what those all do in our soils we have figured out products to actually help protect the ammonium um, in the soil, like what Triune can do for you and will do for you. Um, We deal with manure as, you know, you got a lot of work to break up the crust, the solids, so forth. But the biology in the soils is very, very interesting because we're going towards soil health. Okay. So when you use a chemical that kills the, bacterias or the enzymes in the soils you're disrupting that whole process in the soils as far as how things are broke down and go from one stage of nitrogen like ammonium to ammonia you got the urease inhibitor uh, the urease enzyme that breaks it down there wait wait wait, down.
0: wait wait you're getting you're getting a little agronomic there buddy the urease what? This is like some sort of uh, word from like the the last star wars trilogy i watched what are you talking about well, when you look at
2: nitrogen, what breaks it down in the soils, you got the organic matter, and that releases your organic nitrogen. When it goes in, you got ammonium, which is NH4, okay? Now we take it from NH4 to NH3, which is ammonia gas, okay? Well, in the soils, that volatilizes off the manure, and you're losing nitrogen. Now, we can actually do is we know that urease is the enzyme that breaks that down. And then you go into nitrosomonas and nitrosbacter enzymes, and they break down your nitrogens into the nitrates and nitrites. So we know so much more today than we did 10 years ago or, you know, way back when, when my family um, had cattle, we had dairy cattle, we had hogs, we had beef and, and everything. And uh, we always considered that the worst jobs and, and everything, but that's actually black gold. The research out there shows that when we use manure on the fields, we get a lot better crop. We have the organic matter that breaks down over time and also helps spoon feeds that crop. Now, commercial fertilizers, you put out there basically urea or maps, dabs, etc. Your different nutrients have to mineralize and then it's in the soils. Well, there's no regulating product out there that helps control that breakdown in the soils. So now a product like triune actually goes in there and helps protect that nitrogen and also protects phosphates. We have a big issue with phosphates in our soils because it constantly accumulates. Well, when phosphate accumulates in the soils, you've got high calcium, magnesium, aluminum, and irons. Uh, Back in the day, waste treatment facilities would treat their their waste with uh, an alum or aluminum product or an iron product. That binds to phosphate. Well, what happens is it also sinks it out of suspension, but once it's locked up, only Mother Nature will release it out there. Now we have products that instead of building up our phosphates and, and any phosphate you put out there, you only get about 20% uptake in the plant. What happens is, is that we now can, can convert that from 20% to upwards of 60% or 70%. And really increase yields and size of the plant, etc. So it's it's interesting how a lot of farms are like, oh, I have so much phosphate out there, I don't need any more protection. That's incorrect because it's tied up, and only Mother Nature releases it. Now on the nitrogen side, we have a lot of nitrogen out there, and what happens is is that you take urea, um, which is mostly uh, um, ammonium nitrogen. Well, when that ammonium nitrogen breaks down, okay. The microbes and enzymes feed on that, and then that converts it. Now, when you add a microbial into manure or onto your soils, every living organism, just like you and I, have to eat. Well, as you do that, it converts some of that nitrogen, and the the enzymes in the soils will convert that nitrogen so that it forms a different form of nitrogen, which is now highly susceptible to leaching or volatilizing up. Now we can protect it in the soils. We can protect it in the pits and reduce our odors. We can you know, have a, a product that comes in there as a dis- dispersant and helps break up the crust. Solids pull them up in the bottom. Now give you a more uniform manure. And we know that when you use some products out there like Triune, we increase the nitrogen. And then when you take manure samples from beginning to end of the uh, pumping you know, if you take a sample out of the first few loads, the middle loads, the end loads, we know that the nitrogen and all the elements, the
0: nutrients, are are fairly equal. Instead so of before, your company, let's go ahead and get to this one thing. So uh that's big by the way, all the nutrients are equal. Agrotech USA, your company, um, and uh, we've talked about some of your other stuff, a product that the guys had really good success with, uh Mega oh, oh God, what's the name of it? Uh the stuff that you Nutri-charge that helps with the phosphorus uptake, but this product called Triune, um, you you are obviously globally in charge of this product called Triune, and I guess if you'd have come to me um, five years ago or two years ago and said, hey, we got this stuff that makes manure better, I'd be like, oh, for God's sakes, come on, you know, we're just starting to get to where we understand the value of livestock uh, waste as being a, a valuable byproduct, as you said. The chicken facilities, Midwest poultry, 10 miles down the road here, used to give chicken litter away. I mean, like, hey, we're in a business of making eggs. Come and get our crap and boom, just get it out of here. Now, as you said, it's got a lot of value. It started what, three years ago, that not only we started being better about understanding the value of it, then fertilizer availability, commercial fertilizer, uh, you know, uh, synthetic, if you will. Um, availability and price shot through the roof, and then there became a big new discussion and appreciation about livestock manure. Is that right? About three years ago, this began. Uh, I'd say it was a little bit longer that
2: we became more conscientious of what goes in our soils. But but uh, you know, the interesting part is, yes, there's synthetics, but also you know, your phosphates are mined, and then they're they're combined with some nitrogen, and that's all through the process. Uh, a lot of things when you add other things to the process, that brings something else to the party. Okay, so like uh, MAP, it's nitrogen and phosphate. And DAP is nitrogen and phosphate. It's not straight phosphate. Potash is potassium. So there you got potassium is mined. It's actually treated with dust control agent, sized and shipped out. And that's blended into your commercial fertilizers. But remember, those are actually minerals. So you have to wait for that to break down. And go into soil solution. Yeah, they're,
0: they're minerals like like uh, rocks, you know, quartz. <laughs> yeah, like 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 quartz or graphite yes. or whatever that yes. we grab out of the earth. So there's not uh, there's the uh, uptake and the fact that it needs to almost degrade a little bit to make it plant available. Is that what we're kind of really talking about? Very. Yes,
2: yes, exactly. So so we now can take the organic matter, which is the solids in manure. And when that breaks down from the microbes and the enzymes, you'll have a product, you know, Triune will be there to help protect that so we don't lock it up in the soils and we protect the nitrogen. We reduce the gases the yeah, greenhouse so gases
0: i know that i i, I started off by talking about when we started realizing the value of manure and that was say five years ago or so that we really started understanding it, and it also coincided with a commercial fertilizer shortage and or price increase that was like not just five percent it was hell it was up a hundred percent in some cases and then there's this product that your company agrotech has called triune and the pitch on that was we make fertilize we make manure better, we make manure more available. But you already told me manure is already more available to the plant than synthetic fertilizers. So why do I need Triune when manure is already more available and is a better, more shall we say, natural source? What's why do I need your stuff?
2: Well, it's it's, it's really simple because yes, uh, manure is always available. You have to break it down and such, but. It's kind of like releasing a horse out of the barn. Mm-hmm. You gotta still control that horse, or that horse is just gonna, you know, vanish on you. You'll never get it back. And it's it's very true with the um nutrients in manure as well. You can have the nitrogen there and volatilize and everything, and it's gone. Now you use a product triune, actually connects to the ammonia molecule and holds it back
0: in and reins it in for when we need it to work. Okay, so the, the value it. the value isn't it doesn't need degraded the way a synthetic fertilizer does it more needs controlled uh constraint it more needs held back is what i'm hearing and triune, it, it keeps this stuff from uh being uh all released all at once
2: well it's 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 true but there's two forms to it one is it protects the nutrients two it's actually dispersant So you need these solids and everything in your storage manure. You know, you have your crust and you have your solids in the bottom and you need to bring those up into suspension in order for them to continually break down with the microbials that are actually in the manure, okay? So that's when you use, you know, if you use a microbial product, it releases that, but you have nothing there to protect it. Now we can do everything from dispersing and protection of those nutrients and let nature take its course in the pits. And those are the strongest form microbials and we work hand in hand. Now, we also go to the field and we use the triune will actually protect the nutrients and release to the plant and kind of spoon feed it throughout the season, instead of only being there for a very short period of time. I mean, triune lasts 10 plus months. I'll never do a trial in the same spot year after year because of that issue. You put this stuff
0: glass. and then how, how do I use this? I know how to use manure. Either it spreads on solid or we pump it, you know, over the top, or we drag line it. I mean, there's all different I got that. How do I use your stuff? Guy comes out wants to put liquid, he wants to put all the he wants to pump out his lagoons or his pits and put uh liquid dairy manure on my fields. How do I use your stuff to make that my manure more valuable? Uh, we just go out at a rate of
2: uh 18 to 24 ounces per acre and I'll go and figure out you know if you had a million gallons you're going out at ten thousand gallons per acre you're looking at 100 acres so equate that out at 18 times uh, 100 acres you're going to need about 14 15 gallons and just pour it in agitate it and go now if you want it to help break up the solids and the sediment on the bottoms you add it in and we can last in the pit and let that work
0: so well, we're putting it on we're putting it on in the pit or in the lagoon not uh in the uh in the application uh, equipment. Oh, oh, Over the top, like chicken litter, we would have to put that over the top
2: on dry litter. But in liquids, we can add it right to the liquid manure and let it do
0: its thing. You just pour it in and go. So if so I put that's... on dry chicken litter, I got it on how I can dump it into a lagoon. Thank you. If I want to, and that's probably going to be for hogs as well, because they're usually raised over pits and lagoons. Uh, dry chicken litter. How do I put it on dry chicken litter? If I just go out there 24 ounces and start flinging it around, it ain't going to touch the stuff. So do I mix it in some sort of a slurry?
2: You got to add it to water. The more carrier of water, the better it'd be. Uh, We're doing trials with that as we speak. So uh, that's where that's at for right now, but recommended at 18 to 24 ounces per acre. You add it into say 40 gallons of water and then spray that over the top. And then oh, of, actually, the
0: litter, of the litter, of the litter spread in the litter, spread
2: spread the litter field. of the litter, litter spread as you you know, you can you can land spread it and then come with a, a rogator or an
0: applicator or some sort and spray over the top and it'll create a layer. And so in that, other words, put the litter on, then go across the field again and spray it versus just trying to spray it on the chicken manure itself.
2: Yeah, we're doing we're doing testing right now where we can actually spray it. As the litter comes across down a conveyor belt and see if we can get enough uh application to it. Sure. Uh that's a little bit trouble a little bit harder because you're at, you know, say four inches, how do you get it into the center? And that's yeah, the right. issue.
0: Because uh, 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 the chicken there's always in a pile. So all of a sudden I get the, the the outside of it really well covered, but then down at the bottom nothing's happening. That's gonna be that's a bit of an ongoing format. Let's talk about manure again as a crop input. You know, it's not like the uh it's not like ten years ago we were taking Hog or dairy or beef feed yard manure or chicken litter, and just going out and uh, dumping it in the ocean. We've always thrown it out on fields. So it's not as though we weren't using it, but it seems like we're understanding the value of it more now. Are we getting more bang for our buck than we did 10 years ago? I mean, it still got put out there. It, the dairy farm I was raised on, and it's, as usual, the stuff that's within us spreader length of the of the barns was the stuff that got hit a lot uh the stuff that never got manure on it was the stuff that was too far away i mean that's that's the way every one of these midwest dairy and you know is like uh, yep wherever you're close to the close to the facility got all the manure we didn't miss we didn't we didn't unapply it it's just that we're maybe weren't getting our bang for a buck am i right
2: well yes um like today i uh have a lot of guys that say that my nutrient value of their manure is higher so now i can afford to ship it farther away from the field so i can go six ten miles now because now i'm putting on a higher rate of nutrients per thousand gallons than before you're right that manure constantly volatilizes off the nitrogen okay if we spray nitrogen on the surface of of the field we'll lose 50% of that nitrogen in 48 hours because in the heat of the summer or fall... Say that
0: again. If we go out there and put on... What kind of product are we putting on? What kind of... of,
2: If if, if we took liquid manure and put it on the surface, we'll lose 50% in 48 hours of our nitrogen. Okay? That's why we've now gone to incorporating it. And that's still a very good... uh, that's, That's the best thing we have right now is incorporating it. But the problem is... It's still not protected. So the enzymes and everything and the the microbials in the soils are still going to go after it as a protein source, because that's what nitrogen is, a protein source. And then uh, when it does that, it's going to break down and volatilize. Mm. So you got to now protect it in the soil and go from there.
0: And And even ethanol plants. A person that's listening to this that's in the cranberry business says incorporating it. What are you talking about, going to the attorney and setting up an LLC? No, incorporating it means cultivating it in so that you don't have the volatilization of the what, what there is. And also you get rid of the smell.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the flip side is that cranberry farmers will not be using manure out in their fields. Uh, I used to work with cranberries in Wisconsin and, and everything like that. Uh, they just go commercial fertilizers and they actually spread about 100 pounds to the acre every week. So they spoon feed that crop that way. Yes. And that's one way to do it. But the problem is is that when we put manure out there, we only have two times to put it out there, spring and fall, okay? Or when the crop is gone in the summer. Mm-hmm. But the interesting part is if we can put it in an, in earlier in the fall and not have to wait till the soils get below 50 degrees when all microbials go dormant mm-hmm. or die, then we have to look at what can we do to help spread out our, our timing of application. So when we, spread out our timing of application to an earlier fall, say August, September, Mm. then we can now protect that nutrient and not lose it, okay? Everybody knows if we apply manure right before a crop, that's the best thing, right time, right place, and right application amount. Okay, I get that, but now this helps you extend your manure application so that we're not out there and having to spread 80 million gallons in one week, okay? That's not feasible. And now we can start doing this and increasing our application time over months versus days before. And and incorporating it in and mixing it in with knifing it in and and mixing it in the soils, that's great because then it's going to absorb up into the soils. It's gonna use the uh, uh, CECs, the cation exchange and connect to that ammonia molecule. Well, now with our polymers, The triune and and other polymers, we can actually do that in the pit, and that's how we protect the nitrogen from volatilizing, and we protect it from the greenhouse gases, which everybody is concerned about, and that's the buzzword now is greenhouse gases. How do we protect it and uh, reduce that emissions and everything like that? We'll yeah. So, here. by the way,
0: look at in Europe. That's the deal. The Netherlands is very foolishly letting environmental extremism shut down farms, and they are doing, doing under the guise of greenhouse gases and nitrogen, nitrous oxide, nitrate, nitrate. It's the big buzzword. I mean, manure and nitrogen over there, and animal, uh, animal livestock are under a pretty vicious attack. Does something like your product? Can we make the argument and scientifically back it up that it decreases? Greenhouse gas emissions by using a product like yours is that uh, is that one of the benefits? That's 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 very fair to say because I
2: got guys with digesters and we're talking guys with five thousand cows plus they're
0: like, well, can I put it through my digester? And wait, oh, wait, no. and for a person that has no idea what we're talking about, they are in Western Oklahoma sure. and like, what the hell is he talking about? Digester, explain what that is, please. Dairy. Well, a di- digester is actually a way to extract the gases,
2: particularly methane, so that it, it can run a, a generator and create some electricity
0: and everything like that. Generally so put they- on large scale dairy operations because they have a an amazing amount of volume of liquid manure, is that right?
2: Correct. And when you have to have about 4,000 cows to get a digester to actually pay for itself, but there's a tremendous amount of, of maintenance to them. There's a tremendous amount of uh, buildup of minerals. Uh, just like in your faucets, you you have that white stuff, which is calcium, and that's from the hard waters and things like that. The now,
0: digest, The digester, the liquid manure goes in there, it goes through digestion. it takes methane out that's then used as gas to power power stuff it also breaks down the manure to be more useful for your uh crop input correct yes but it's but it's kind of like like uh
2: the difference between using a ortho product which is readily available versus your traditional 1034os and things like that so the digesters accelerate that because they want to produce as much methane as possible now you also have hydrogen sulfide as well you have ammonia gas as well but what triune can actually do is go in there and protect the ammonium. And when you have a reduction of ammonium, you have a reduction of hydrogen sulfide and methane. Like I said before, some of my digesters that do that process, if they send triune at the full rate, will actually reduce the production of methanes and everything. So in, in the it, di-
0: inside the digester, which then is not which is not good because they want the methane, correct? Correct. Correct. So
2: what we do is a lot of my customers will do is put it after the digester yep. because they have, they'll, they'll um, extract the solids and then they still have this land spread. Well, some of my digesters just have the solids go right into the lagoons. And next thing you know, they're building up a tremendous volume in there. You know, if you, you look at uh, a digester and they have a 3% solids over 10, 10 years, you've lost 30% of your lagoon capacities. And the guys that are actually letting their solids go in, after they're separated and go right back in the lagoon and then they mix it in with the liquid, etc. Well, now you're losing more because it all settles up in the bottoms or creates a tremendous crust. And, uh, what triune does is helps breaks that all apart, pulls it back up to the suspension and go from there. So even the manure coming out of a digester is completely different in nutrients versus what, um, we use from just straight lagoons or before it goes into the digester. Your nitrogen is in a different form, you're at higher concentrations of the more ammonium and nitrates because it breaks down inside these digesters and so forth. So the best part is is that triune can work in all scenarios. Yeah.
0: Answer me this. Um, and for the person that's this is all kind of foreign to them, and and, and uh they're like, okay, this is kind of cool. You know, obviously we talk about NPK, NPK. There's essentially manure is nitrogen and phosphorus. There's essentially no K in manure. Am I right? No, there is. There's there's
2: potassium in there. So yes, K K is in there. But see, K Isn't, is not if, if
0: I look at just about any manure, it's gonna be heavy on the P, low on the K, in terms of what you get, what you're extracting from it. And then depending on the type of manure, heavier on nitrogen. Just help me out here. I want to, I'm trying to get this all straight because you're the I'm not the agronomist like chicken manure is heavy on nitrogen and obviously it has got the phosphorus, but I, w- there's generally low amounts of potassium on a comparative basis. Am I right? Correct. Yes. And walk sure, me you're, through you're, the different manures and what the, what in general they look like. Yeah. More you're, nitrogen you're, and dairy sure, and more sure. nitrogen and chicken. Yes. Yes. Your,
2: your chicken is probably one of your highest uh, in for nitrogens. Uh, so is mink. Um, I work with guys that have 600,000 mink and that has to go somewhere. So and there's a whole bunch of water. people
0: are saying, what in the hell is he talking about? This is the extreme ag cutting the curve <laughs> podcast. He's talking about mink farms. It's a real thing. The fur generally goes overseas because they still wear fur coats in other countries. We get it's not deemed to be cruel here. And don't they feed them like a slurry of, uh, of byproducts from chicken processing facilities or something? Well, there, there's some of that, but, but interesting enough, they get fed a lot of
2: vegetables, corn and carrots and things like that as well. So it's a very balanced diet and so forth. So, you know, it, it's, it's, yes, we work with all things in agriculture. So, so, the so, mink,
0: so you're catching mink manure, and then it, it's heavy in what? Did you say it's higher in what?
2: It's high in nitrogen and phosphate.
0: Yeah, okay. as most manures are. Uh, yes. Hog manure, not as much nitrogen as a dairy or a chicken, right? No, actually,
2: you go chicken and then down to hog manure is high in nitrogens. And then dairy, because you look at it, you know, you're putting on somewhere around two, maybe 3,000 pounds of chicken litter per acre. Hogs are generally in that three to six range. And depending on where it comes out of, if it comes out of the uh, nurseries versus the sow units versus the finishers, And then you got your dairies, because we usually apply somewhere around 8 to 10 to 15,000, depending on how much liquid is going in there in these outside lagoons, because the water will dilute it down, and then you got to put more gallons on per acre. Mm -hmm. So that's the beautiful part about triune, it works in all situations at 18, 18 to 24 ounces per acre, it doesn't matter we work um, on the concentration of nutrients
0: so the reason i brought up the n and the p and the k is that it varies a little bit by the by the product obviously from the practice and the you know everything from minks to dairies whatever um there we're doing a better job of analysis right so if you're going to go out and work with somebody do you tell them hey pull some tests and so we know what is in your manure before we just start willy-nilly tossing stuff around
2: well, that's that's mandated when you, you start doing your manure applications and your and KFOS and everything like that. That's mandated. Um, that they, they got to pull samples. State of Iowa, they have to pull samples, and they usually go in and uh, pull multiple samples in and send that in so that they know what their nutrient values are, so that they don't over apply. So yes, we do, and and we know that historically we'll have you know twenty years of data there. And we'll look at the last 10 and then do an average and we see constantly that one the trium manure is a lot more uniform and is actually increased in nutrients because the the phosphate like we said is always there it's not going to volatilize and it usually goes down to the bottom so when you get to the end of the pit or lagoon that's where all your goodies are is that it's the thick rich manure and that's where a lot of the phosphate sulfurs and and potassium are um so We now can bring that up into suspension and get a lot more uniform manure out there.
0: So moving forward, are we going to be even better five years from now at getting more extraction of value from our manure as we were? I mean, because we've come a long way. We're getting more out of it now. It seems to me, Uh, are we going to be better at it five years from now than we are right now? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely absolutely we will be in five years
2: uh it's ever changing every every process is changing um everything that we're adding into manures uh that sort of thing you know like like up in canada they use a lot of uh because they have a high concentration of bacteria in their waters and everything well that kills off a lot of the microbials in their manure and that sort of thing so there's all kinds of things that factor into manure so yes we're going to be you know increasing the value of the manure, we're going to be wasting less nutrients, less runoff, less uh nitrates in our water, in the tape, ground, groundwaters, and, and etc. We're getting more and more efficient because why lose it when you can use it? And that's what I always go by is that uh, we need to protect those nutrients to work for us before we're like, like you said, usually around the fields, around the barn, get the most nutrients. And because well it's raining I can't go very far. Okay, now we got such you know uniformity and things like that, and we're increasing the value of what is there, so that we can afford to ship it farther and get more bang for our buck out of this manure.
0: Um, I sat at a session years ago, and I remember I never forgot. It was some of these was supposed to be a, a high yield guy and talking about soils, and he said it's impossible to increase organic matter. Uh, in our soils in our lifetime and at that very moment I said that that can't be accurate that can't be accurate because I can look at organic matter uh, in areas where manure got put to it uh, over years versus areas that did not and there's a tremendous difference first off you I guess you'd agree that that was an inaccurate statement right yes
2: because every time we're actually applying manure or you're tilling in the crop residue you're increasing the organic matter right there so you know That's the thing is, depending on what products you use, um, different products work differently. Some actually go in and and break down your organic matter in the field. Well, that's going to be a little bit tougher because it breaks down the nutrients and you have a a possibility of them um, running off the fields, um, so forth. But yeah, you can increase your... Your value of your organic matter in the field. Absolutely.
0: Uh, so I'm, I'm going to rapid fire here because we're getting ready to wrap up. So when I think about manure's value, it helps us increase organic matter. In addition to the crop residue and all that stuff, it helps us increase organic matter, improve soil biology. Yes. Is yes. There ever, is there ever a time that manure hurts soil biology? I don't think there is, is there? Only when you
2: put too much, you get too much of a good thing out there. And that's why we do the testing.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't overapply manure. Oh, it's not yeah. just—it's not just that example I gave for 50 years. We went out behind a bar and applied it. That's still—that's not over applying It's just going all the same place. You're talking about when you're just dousing it with too much quantity in a rapid amount of time. Yes, you—you you put too much nitrogen out there. You know,
2: when you put ammonium nitrogen and everything out there, you burn the roots, mm-hmm. and it'll actually hinder your yields. If you use a product that actually locks up your phosphates in the manure. And what it'll do is actually create high phosphates that you can't use anything. Nothing's already available to the crop. So that's another issue. If you use like an uh, aluminum product, uh, waste treatment facilities use uh, aluminum products. And next thing you know, they're high toxic soils and they don't grow anything. So you gotta be careful what you put in there to, you gotta remember is that you gotta look at the big picture, not just a slice of the pie.
0: Got it. Last thought for me on uh, manure utilization and uh, where we are as a crop input um, for our listeners. Anything that you want to wrap up with that we didn't cover?
2: Well, you know, we need to get smarter about manure applications and we need to look at products and we need to look at products and test them on your own fields and uh, not always take what uh, people say as gospel because there's a lot of products out there that are very good but they don't necessarily do what they say. Every time I, I go out there, people are like, if it did half of what you say, it would be tremendous. Next thing you know, they're calling me up after I say, well, just
0: try it in one barn. Yeah.
2: You're, you're right.
0: You know, we never did. We never dumped stuff in our manure in the old days. So this is, this is, this is a new territory. I mean, it's kind of like biologicals uh, 20 years ago at Snake Oil. 10 years ago you didn't dump stuff you didn't dump stuff into your manure so i can see where there's some skepticism and so to the person that's uh, questioning the value of manure additives you would say
2: well yes you're, you're right the the old practices of a biological microbial product they're there to help you break down the solids but you got nothing there to protect your nutrients and that's what it's all about is that we have to look at what nutrients do in the soils how do we protect those nutrients for the crop and that we don't create another issue like groundwater contamination and things like that. So we have to look at uh, microbials go dormant below 50, uh, we have to look at products that are going to work year round and longevities. So
0: that's where we're heading. Is You were, you, were a safer you thought I was talking about biological manure treatments. I just meant that 20 years oh. ago, biologicals sprayed over the top of a soybean field we thought was a crazy idea. And now we're realizing that it actually there's a lot of them and and that's where we're doing a lot of trials with them. I was not talking about that. Now that's the last question for you. Agri- um, Agrotech USA's um, product called Triune. It's a microbial. Is that what I'm understanding? No,
2: it, no is it's a, not a
0: microbial. What is it? It's, it's completely
2: different uh, chemistry and it's considered a polymer. And the only reason it's called a polymer is how the molecules are lined up. Kind of like the two by fours in your walls of your house. They're lined up parallel to each other. And that's the only reason it's called a polymer. And it's not a living organism. It actually has a negative charge and connects to the nitrogen molecule in the manure Okay, just like what your CECs do in the soils is that they combine to the nitrogen molecule, ammonium, and we can now do that in the manure and have it safe so we're water soluble and and biodegradable, so we don't leave an environmental footprint. Okay, so that's the beautiful part is when these organic, um, um, the organic uh, material in the soils break down and release that nitrogen, we could be there
0: to connect it, to preserve it for the crop. Understood. Okay. Understood. I just want to find out the, the, uh, the chemistry behind it. So it's a pop. Yeah. All right. This is my last, this last question. Your name is Dave Kaltenberg. You're with Agritech USA. Um, and you're the director of Midwest sales and you're the global director sales for this product called Triune that we've been talking a lot about. But here, here's the big question for you you are a Wisconsin guy. I'm an Indiana guy. We're both from a livestock raising background and you call it manure. M-A hyphen N-E-W like new, not old. E-R. Newer. I call it manure. And I always wonder with people like you that I've had people correct me and say, no, it's manure. You call it manure. I said, oh, really? So if it's P-U-R-E, is it pure? And if it's if it's S-U-R-E, like I'm certain of it, is it sewer? No, it's sure, pure manure. Help me out here. Are you wrong or am I?
2: <laughs> well, I would say we're both right. Now, the only thing I will say is that when you look at newscasters around the world, a lot of them come from the mid upper Midwest versus Indiana because we are more exact on our pronunciation
0: oh really so now you're bashing on my regionality huh and you know what (laughs) words manure here's the deal dave the words manure is not manure and you wisconsin people don't know what you're talking about screw the packers there i just said it all right his name is dave kaltenberg he's the director of midwest sales and training for agrotech usa if you want to learn more about this product called triune or more about manure manure. Here's the deal. We're going to have another episode where we break down the data. We're actually going to do the analytics of the fertility available and returns, et cetera, et cetera, when we get this, and it's going to be pretty fascinating stuff. So I might have Dave back on along with somebody else from Agrotech when we have pure number data that you can then look at and say, oh gosh, am I getting the most out of my manure? So anyway, Dave, if they want to find out more, where do they go? Agrotechusa.com.
2: And uh, we have a website. You can ask questions and we'll get back in touch with you
0: and go from there. AgroTech, just like it sounds, agro-tech. And, you know, I am from Indiana. I'm not a newscaster from the Upper Midwest. And I can say agrotechusa.com. The word's manure, not manure. Thank you, Dave, for being here. Thank you. Till next time, this is Extreme Ags Cutting the Curve.
1: That's a wrap for this episode of Cutting the Curve, but there's plenty more. Check out extremeag.farm where you can find past episodes, instructional videos, and articles to help you squeeze more profit out of your farm. Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Advanced Drainage Systems, the leader in agriculture water management solutions.